0: Welcome back to episode three of the Book It Podcast. On today's episode, we'll recap the weekend, have our gambling tip, give our first look final four picks, and then go over our schedule for the next few weeks. I'm Everly, joined as always by my good friend Colin Herndon. How you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. It's March, the brackets are out, and uh, I'm ready to rock.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year. Absolutely. And with it being March
1: and the brackets just coming out, March Madness starting this week, we're going to have a little revised schedule uh, for you guys, for our listeners. We're going to be recording this Sunday, the 17th, releasing it today on the 18th. Then we're going to record Tuesday for the Thursday games and Wednesday for the Friday games of the first round. And uh, those are going to be released like each day after. So the Tuesday recording will be released Wednesday. The Wednesday recording will be released Thursday before the brackets lock on ESPN so that you guys can really get the full experience of what we're talking about to help you out picking your bracket. And then uh, for the sweet 16 games, we're going to record Monday and Tuesday for those Thursday and Friday games and the release the day after Um, we're not really going to cover the round of 32 because there's such a quick turnaround there. It's going to be hard to get all that out. So just stay tuned to our Twitter and we'll talk about that on there. Uh, We'll send out any advice that we feel we need to send out. And if you guys have a question about anything, you guys can just add us or DM us or whatever. And, uh, we'll answer right away. All right. So uh, we will be recording for the Sweet 16 and something really sweet happened to Everly this weekend. So why don't you go ahead and talk about it, buddy?
0: All right. So since like, what was it, Wednesday, I've got about four to five hours of sleep a night because, you know, you stay up late watching the late night game and then you got to start looking at the other games. Then you want to wake up around like 738 to look at the days, deck day's game. Well, I don't know what it was, but Saturday morning we woke up. I looked at my fish tank where I only have one fish in there. I'm just looking at it, and my fish is just looking right back at me. I go, you want a buddy, don't you? He turned around, swam the other way. I said, I got you, bro. So, you know, went out, drank our coffee. Around 10 o'clock, I told my mom, I said, hey, I'm going up to the fish store. Go get some fish. She goes, okay, be back by whatever. We're going we're going out to dinner or something. I'm like, oh, no problem. Drive up there. Go get the fish. I'm sitting there, and – This kind of sounds bad, but there were two ninety nine for one. But on weekends, you buy one get one free. So I had to get two golden gold fish of gold, goldfish. I call them fish of
1: fish fish, fish of the
0: gold. Yes, fish of the gold. So I asked the guy, I'm like, Yo, guys, get two fish. He's like, Yeah. Um, I'm like, Pick some good ones. He's like, I got you. Pick these nice little nice guys moving around well. I'm like, Okay. Went up, paid for it. Blah blah blah. What about my Mario business? Went To stop at Duncan to get a nice little coffee, yes, another coffee. You need it in March, you just need a lot of coffee, you just need a lot of caffeine to keep it's you going. the life of a degenerate, yeah. The, the 17 plus hour days, yeah. Sleep, we'll sleep in April, no big deal, yeah. Sleep comes in April. So, I'm sitting there at the drive thru, I order and I'm driving up, and they're like not the window yet. I have my like money hanging out, but I like pick up my fish and I'm looking at them. I'm like, I think I said, What's up, buddies, and I look back. <laughs> The guy's at the window, window's open. He's just looking at me like, dude, you're crazy. I gave him my money. I said, thanks. Have a nice day. So that was the story about getting a fish. Took him back home, put him in the tank, and they played well, I think. They just kind of swam. I mean, what, what'd you name them? Zion and uh, no, no, no. Redis? No, no, no. We don't name fish until they live for over a month. So when I go back for uh, Easter, if they're still alive, we'll give them some names. But yes. Zion and RJ are the two top contenders right now. Fair enough. (laughs) Speaking of Duke. It's March. Duke is always about March and the postseason. What is the mentality once you guys hit the postseason? Killers kill. Killers go! Duke's not dead. Duke's back. Comeback season. I mean, Zion just went out there and said, I'm a beast. I'm a god. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. There's
1: no better player in college basketball right now than Zion. <laughs> like there's not a single person that can
0: compete with Zion. So. Now, uh, only thing I'm worried about with Duke is if they face a team that like that shoots the lights out when Duke doesn't shoot the lights out and can kind of get some offensive boards, that scares me. But looking at their, their region they're in, I don't see a team that's going to do that to them. Maybe Virginia tech, but we'll talk about that a little later with our, with our picks. little recap. Faye Nova. I've really bet
1: against them each game in the big East tournament and went two and one. So that says something, I don't really think they're going to do much as a sixth seed here in the tournament. They should have lost to Xavier in regulation, but they ended up going to OT. All this team does is shoot threes. Uh, If they're on, they're on, but like, what are the odds that they're actually on every single night, able to shoot the lights out
0: every single night? So this team shoots about 53% of their shots from behind the arc which is ungodly. The the NCA average is like 38.
1: Yeah, if, so if you're shooting 53% of your shots from behind the arc,
0: most of the time what's the average? You're making 30% of them. Yeah, I mean there's nights where yeah, you have Booth and Pascal, they go off and they hit every shot they shoot, but if you're playing you got gambling's about playing odds and playing like where my edge is, my edge is fading Nova that they're going to go on a cold streak that game and they're going to let the opponent in it, and I can cover whatever spread they're at. Yeah, that's kind of
1: what we're pointing to. Like, now, not to say they're not going to make a splash in the tournament. Now, we don't think they are, but fade them from a betting perspective. When we're talking about fading a team, we're not fading
0: them in the tournament. We're fading them betting-wise. They actually open up against St. Mary's. Projected line is 5.5. They're favored by 5.5. Personally, I think since Nova won it last year, people are going to be all over Nova. That probably gets bet up. I don't know what it gets to, but if you wait on St. Mary's, you might be able to get a seven, six and a half, seven, maybe with them. And if you get that, I'm all in on St. Mary's with that.
1: Yeah. I I think it honestly could go up higher than seven. I think you could get like eight, eight and a half somewhere up there. Oh, if you can get that number, give me St. Mary's. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if it gets up that high, you definitely hammer St. Mary's, but if it's at like a, a seven, six and a half, that's definitely worth a
0: look of taking St. Mary's just because the way Uh, Villanova plays. And then uh, moving on to Iowa State Cyclones. I love these guys. I was on them. All Big 12 tournament. I would watch the game at night. They would win. And I'd go, well, let's look at who they're playing tomorrow. And i go, Cyclones all day long. they They were getting points in that championship game. Yeah. And they're hot. I mean, they were playing Kansas, and it was like a home game for Kansas. They killed them. I was actually out to eat my parents when this game was going on, and I didn't have to pay attention to it after the 10-minute mark in the first half. They were killing them. Like some of these games, you look at a line, you look at a couple things, you look at a situational spot, you say, this is easy.
1: You just got to look at it. You just got to look at the games and think about it. Because if you actually think about it, Kansas isn't a great team. We'll talk about how they're definitely misseeded a little later on. But Iowa State's just really hot right now. I think you ride the wave. We had a couple good losses this weekend for a couple teams. UVA, Marquette, and even Texas Tech, uh, they all lost. Like UVA lost to FSU. Uh, who'd Marquette lose to? Seton Hall. Yeah, Seton Hall. My good bow. team, good sleeper team. Lost. And Texas Tech
0: lost to West Virginia, which that, that's an absolute fluke. Because <laughs> West if Virginia. You, if you look at how that game went, West Virginia had the whole way. So it was like Texas Tech never had like that heartbreaking loss. It was like, okay, we they lost like wire to wire.
1: Yeah, but West Virginia is not a good team. They're not even in the tournament, so they're not gonna. It's not gonna happen like that again. I don't. I don't believe so. Anyway, that just shows that Texas Tech is capable of getting upset. But
0: overall, they're still a really good team. I even throw Zag into the uh, good loss column because they get this loss out of the way now. They have a whole week to prepare. They get refreshed. They get ready to go for the tournament. We'll we'll get into it. We we like a lot of these teams. Yeah, and like the late loss
1: does help. Because like, it allows them to feel like they're just any other team who can lose any given night. A lot of the times, like a team comes in hot, like just for example, it's not going to happen at Duke, but say Duke came into the tournament on like a 15 game, 20 game win streak.
0: Like Kentucky a few years ago when they were like
1: 32 an hour or something. I was just about to allude to that when they played, did they lose to Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah, And they lost to Wisconsin with Frank Kaminsky.
0: Yeah. They they played a team, they didn't shoot well, and they were so hot. They were like, we don't know how to lose, so where are the odds we lose? And then all of a sudden, end of the game, there you go, loser. See you out of the tournament. Yeah, they don't know how to
1: lose. They don't know how to play in those big games if they're winning all the time. So that it's actually a humbling experience for those teams that lost this weekend, and I think it will better them uh, come tournament time. And
0: then getting into our gambling tip of the day, um, this one's pretty simple, money management. So if you're new into this, You might be like, I really like this game. I want to put, okay, we're gonna say if you starting out, because it's how we started out, putting like $10 on a game. You're looking at this, you're going, Oh, I've been doing this for a couple weeks. I'm I'm feeling it. I really like this, whatever it is. You're gonna be like, oh, instead 10 bucks, I'm gonna put 30 bucks on this game. I'm gonna put 20 bucks on this game. But then you're gonna have games where you're like, I don't like this as much, I'm only gonna put 10 bucks on it. So my example here would be if you bet five games and you put thirty dollars on two of them, and then you put ten dollars on three of them. If you go zero and two in the ones you put thirty on, and three and zero in the ones you put ten on, you're three and two. You should be up about a unit. Instead, you're down thirty bucks because you didn't money manage the proper way. Right, that's just playing uh, playing the odds, right? <laughs> that's all it is. Because you then your your record means so much more. So then you go back and look at your record. Over the last 30 days, it's 125, 86, and 9. You could do the math and figure out how many units you're up.
1: Right. Like, instead of betting, like Everly said, 30 bucks on a game and then 10 on others, it's just easier to do it just the same amount on every game, just to know what your unit is and how much you should be up. All right. And just a reminder, guys, uh, we won't be recording uh, the weekend games. We did say that earlier. And you should just follow our picks on our Action uh, Network app. And the links are in our Twitter bio. It's just too close of a turnaround to try to uh, release everything there. But if you have a question about a game or a team, especially for the weekend games, since there's not going to be a podcast on it, DM us at a Podcast or our personal Twitters at Colin Herndon fan at 11 Everly just to get our opinions on uh, the
0: games. We look at all these games, so... Even if we're not on it, like we didn't bet a game, that doesn't mean we didn't look at it. We know something about these games and hell, I don't know about, I mean, Herndon, I know you, you're up at like godly hours. Yeah. If you send me, if you send me a DM, I will answer it. It might be at the weirdest time, but I will answer it. If you tweet at me, I'll answer that right away.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm, I don't go to sleep before 2am any night. There's not a single night I'm in bed before 2am. So even if your questions like really late, you're like, Oh shit. I forgot to fill out my bracket completely. I have a question on this game or I'm looking ahead at the future bets, like the bet for tomorrow. Instead of looking at in the morning to try to get out a better line, like which most of us gamblers do because we're a bunch of degenerates. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about that. Anytime.
0: We, we, we love to interact with people.
1: Yeah. And especially we'll answer about our elite eight picks, which we're going to talk about now. And Everly has some information. I should say, uh, about what teams he's
0: picking for the Elite Eight. Okay, uh, I'll start us off here in the East region. This this region looks simple to me. It's it's Duke, Michigan State, one, two. Yes, Michigan State and Duke both love to lose early in tournaments. I don't see it this year. You look at everyone else here. <laughs> the only team that could give Duke a problem is Vatek. Even there, I, I, I know I have them as a future, but being in Duke's bracket here, if Duke is at 100%, I don't see Duke losing. I, I just don't see Duke losing at all. I don't so, either. Moving on to the my South region, I'm going Virginia and Cincinnati here. Cincinnati, a little bit of a sleeper here, coming out as a seven seed. I think they play tough. I think they can give Tennessee a run for their money. I'm still on the fade Tennessee bandwagon. They got killed in the SEC championship game today. I, I see them being flat, honestly, if we're talking. And Cincinnati yeah. loves Cincinnati. Plays hard. Yeah, that, we think that Tennessee kind of got an
1: easy going with their division that they're in in the tournament. I'll talk about that a little later with my picks because we've been on fade Tennessee for so long. They kind of got a little bit of an easy sledding.
0: They did, but I just I see Cincinnati's the toughest team they'll play in. It, yeah. It's kind of a risky pick, but hey, it's March. Scared money doesn't make money. Moving on to my West region, I'm going Texas Tech and Zaga here. Texas Tech, like we talked about before, they had that great loss losing to West Virginia. I think they come out, they're gonna probably play Michigan. I think they're a better team than Michigan. They're defensively they're just better. And Michigan blew it today. I, I had Michigan today and they, they didn't score in the last like two minutes of the game. Like, what is that? But I like Texas Tech and Gonzaga to come out here. I think that'd be a really, a really good, interesting cause Texas Tech's a snail and Gonzaga loves to run. So that that'd be a great Elite Eight matchup. And then finally, in my Midwest, I'm going to be a little – a lot of people are going to like UNC coming out here. But personally, I think UNC loses in the second round to Washington. Remember, these 2-3 defenses, 1-3-1 one, one defenses, they're hard to game plan for, especially on a day's notice. That's why Syracuse and Washington, which is Syracuse West, because Washington's head coach was Bayhime's assistant for many years. He basically took the same scheme out there. He actually runs a 2-3 zone more than Syracuse does. These defenses are very hard to adjust for, especially when you're not used to playing them in conference. When you see Washington for the second and third time, you see Q's for the second and third time, you know, what's coming. You can game plan for them when you're on, especially second round here on a day's notice. I think Washington has a great chance to upset North Carolina. Yeah, I do as well. We're both on the same, same page with that. With that, I'm taking Auburn to actually come out on the top because Auburn's hot. Well, what's your opinion on Auburn? Auburn's very hot right now. Well, what were
1: they when they beat Tennessee? They're like an 18 seed, 20 seed or they weren't even ranked, were they? They were unranked. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were unranked. Auburn's a five seed in the tournament. And honestly, they're one of the hottest teams in the nation right now. They just won the SEC tournament. They beat Tennessee before that. And well, they beat Tennessee in the tournament again, too. And Tennessee is so-called one of
0: the best teams in college basketball. But Auburn beat them twice now in the past week. I'm all I'm all in on Auburn. And then I'm gonna actually have Kentucky, a little SEC elite eight here. I'm gonna have Kentucky coming out of the bottom because only problem I see with Kentucky is Seton Hall. I'm a huge Seton Hall guy. I won't lie. Gus Johnson and Miles Powell, when when they were at the Garden, I was full focused on that because like last week when Gus Johnson said said, Trenton, I was, I was going crazy, but I do see Kentucky coming out here into the elite eight playing Auburn. Do
1: you want to go over your elite eight picks? I, I kind of went out of a different perspective. I went with my sweet 16 picks and from there, I'll give you my elite eight picks. So I do have UNC versus Auburn. Now, Washington will be a problem for UNC. and I would probably bet Washington because it's going to open up as a big line. Most likely it's probably not going to open up. It's like a one or a two it'll probably open up like what, like plus four or four, somewhere around that. Everly's got the numbers. And then, uh, I also have Iowa state versus Kentucky. Like we said before, Iowa state is extremely hot right now and they are a lower ranked seed, but that shouldn't stop you from picking them. There's always like that one, not so sexy team that comes out and does good in the tournament. And with Iowa state being a sixth seed, they're playing Ohio state, Iowa state's or Ohio state's eleven. Ohio state should get blown out in that game. That's actually one of my picks of the week is Iowa state beating uh, Ohio state by the projected line, which is minus six and a half for Ohio or for Iowa state. I think Iowa state should kill them. That should be like a 15 point game. And now that's being ballsy, but I'm saying it here right now. It's a hot take, but Iowa state will absolutely destroy Ohio state. And it's not just that I'm a Penn state fan. So I hate Ohio state and everything. It's the fact that Iowa Ohio state, It's not a good team at all. Ohio state put up 40 points in a game last month in February. That's not what we're looking for. Come tournament time. And and in all honesty, I don't even know if Ohio state should be in the tournament. Did you get that line? Yeah. uh, It would be North Carolina by about 10 or 11. Yeah. Go Washington
0: all day. (laughs) Yeah. That's a very, very easy pick to take Washington there. They might inflate that line even more just because of how bad Washington has looked recently. Yeah,
1: that's a very easy to pick and go with Washington because when you're, like Everly said, when you're going from seeing a man-to-man defense to seeing a primarily zone defense, it's going to be tough for to game plan
0: when you only have 24 hours. That's some stuff you have to look forward to. You have to look when you're picking your bracket, know what these defenses are. These teams play when they play a different type of defense, like a zone, when a team's used to playing a man, the zone defense always, always causes problems for that other team happens every year.
1: And honestly, in that Midwest division, I see Auburn beating UNC if Auburn or if UNC does make it past Washington. I think Auburn's gonna come out in that Elite Eight and play Kentucky. Cause I think Kentucky will ultimately beat Iowa State. But I think it's my Elite Eight pick for that Midwest is gonna be Auburn, Kentucky. I don't think UNC gets to that Elite Eight appearance like everybody thinks they're going to. Everybody thinks they're such a great team. But it is tough to play these games back-to-back with the zone and man-to-man. And then Auburn's also extremely, extremely hot right now. And I think uh, Auburn does beat UNC if if they do end up playing. And then in the South Division, I have Virginia versus Oregon. Oregon is, I believe, misseeded. <laughs> yeah, they play Wisconsin, who I don't think is a great team. And I think Oregon should beat Wisconsin. And then Everly and I were discussing before the podcast started about UC Irvine against K-State. UC Irvine can shoot the lights out and Everly was actually thinking about going with
0: UC Irvine over over Kansas State in that first round. I actually watched UC Irvine play last night. They played Cal State Fullerton. I actually had UC Irvine minus eight and a half. They won by about 30 and this team made their first five threes. They were lights out. They did not miss and that is the type of team that can get hot and can upset these top seeds. Yeah, I, I agree with that.
1: UC Irvine is nobody's going to be looking at them to be K-State, but they could potentially be K-State. So that's why I have Oregon beating Wisconsin and coming out for that sweet 16. But Virginia is a good enough team that they're going to beat Oregon. I watched Oregon and Washington play on the last day of the regular season. I wasn't impressed like from an offensive standpoint. So if they face a team that can score, which Virginia can score and play defense. I think that's going to be an easy pick for Virginia. I think Virginia makes the elite eight. And also in the South, I have Purdue versus Tennessee. And we, I've been saying fade Tennessee. I just think that they got easy sledding. Colgate won't give them a run. And then Cincinnati will give them a run. I think that's going to be a close game, but ultimately I'm going to pick Tennessee. Everly went with Cincinnati. We both don't think Tennessee is a good team, but they they got easy sledding and with the four teams in their little uh, part of the South bracket there. It's and then funny.
0: even with the teams above them, it's funny. First podcast, you're so against Tennessee. I'm sitting there going, well, I, you could like Tennessee. And now I have them losing second round. You're going to your probably who knows where. Yeah. Well,
1: it's just, it's hard to, when you're looking at this bracket, when you're looking at the South Iowa, who doesn't really play well ever, Colgate. Who, who the hell is Colgate Patriot league champs? Yeah. Well, okay. Cool. Patriot league champs, old Old dominion, St. Mary's who very well could beat uh, Villanova. And then I Purdue Cincinnati, Purdue. And if Nova wins out of that little part of the bracket, Villanova are the only three teams that could potentially beat Tennessee out of there. Imagine a Nova Tennessee game. A Nova Tennessee game, the two teams that both of us hate <laughs> with extreme passions to go to the elite eight. Yeah, that, that would be great. They, but they both kind of have easy sledding if they can make it past, if Nova can make it past St. Mary's, I have Purdue beating Nova then, but I, I don't know that that's just tough because they got stuck in a, a part of the bracket where it's extremely easy to win out of them. There's not too many strong teams in the South there. So in the South, I'm going Purdue versus Virginia for my elite eight. And then in the East, I mean, you can almost kind of go chalk in the East. Duke's going to win out there. Uh, But I have Duke playing Vatek. Tech could potentially lose to Mississippi State. I don't see a 5-12 upset happening there with Liberty. And St. Louis isn't that great of a team. VCU, UCF, not going to challenge Duke, I don't believe. I think it's going to be Duke versus Tech, And I believe Duke comes out. And then I also think that LSU is probably my pick for that portion of the East. Interesting. LSU, Michigan State. Uh, it, I'm up in the air on it. I don't know. I think Maryland could potentially beat LSU. I just have to go back and look at it more. But Louisville's also a good team. See, if if Tennessee was in a part of the bracket like they are here, it, it would be Tennessee out in the round of 32. But this is tough because Michigan State's good, Louisville's good, LSU's good, and Maryland's good. And then you can't count out Yale, even though they're the Ivy League school, some Ivy League school always does something when it comes to tournament time.
0: Yale loves to give away big leads. They gave away like six big leads this year. So yeah. You never know. It's, yeah, so I, I think
1: ultimately I'm gonna go Michigan State versus Duke in my elite eight there, probably Duke Vatek, LSU, MSU in my sweet 16, but that, that part of the bracket, that, that East is tough, except for Duke. I think Duke's the only one that you can lock in going to the elite eight there. I, I think that's what you have to roll with. I agree. And then in the West, I think <laughs> Gonzaga should be able to win. I did have them as one of my tournament picks in podcast one. Marquette FSU they'll both win their first round games I don't think Murray State's going to be an issue for Marquette they kind of just have John Morant and then that's about it Marquette and FSU when they play in the round of 32 is going to be extremely extremely tough to decide and Everly and I were also talking about this before we started recording that that's one of those games that you fade completely betting wise
0: yeah you don't bet that game Uh, I have my Marquette future and personally I'll look at stuff. If, if I could sign, if I might hedge, I don't know. Um, I probably won't because you normally don't want to hedge that early in the tournament. We'll probably we'll probably have to let it ride. But uh, I, I like Marquette. I like, yeah, they're playing John Moran. Everyone's going to be on John Moran. I tweeted this earlier. Um, that's going to be the most popular 512 upset right there. They're, everyone's going to be on Murray State and give me Marquette all day long. Yeah, neither of us see Murray State
1: beating Marquette. And then Florida State should beat Vermont. Texas Tech should win out in their little portion of the bracket and Michigan should be able to win out in that part of the bracket, Florida, and Nevada, they're two decent teams that could give Michigan a run for their money. But ultimately, ultimately in my sweet 16, I'm going to have Texas Tech versus Michigan and then Gonzaga versus either Marquette or FSU. I can't decide who Marquette, who out of Marquette or FSU are going to win, but then I'm going to roll with Texas Tech beating Michigan because I think they're just more of a complete team. And Gonzaga beating Marquette or FSU, uh, that's that's tough. So I I'm gonna roll with Texas Tech and Gonzaga in my elite eight out, out of the West. It, it's just some of them are tough to pick. There there's some bracket portions of the bracket that look pretty simple, look pretty easy, but the West is not one of them. The West is probably the hardest to pick, in my opinion.
0: And disclaimer here: this is the brackets literally came out four hours ago so this is just our first look like we didn't really get yeah. in depth into anything yet that's all this is so that's why if you're <laughs> not gonna change anything drastically but dm us or something that like especially like wednesday night thursday morning just to get our final thoughts i know i'll be waking up i don't have class until three thirty-five on thursday but i'll be waking
1: up early just to field some dms and then look at my bracket one last time
0: i might not sleep wednesday night <laughs>
1: Yeah, sleeps yeah, for I, April. Who
0: cares? Who cares? Yeah, sleep is, is for April. So I'll go right into my final four picks. I'll make this quick and simple. I'm going Duke's playing Texas Tech. Virginia's playing Kentucky. Duke-Kentucky championship. Duke all day. Zion wins the ship. Zion goes number one overall. Yeah, I honestly have the same exact final four. <laughs> that's the exact well, that's, same. We thing know before. that's not going to happen now.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. But Duke's too strong of a team to lose before the final four. Texas tech. Yeah, they can get upset, but I talked about it in the first podcast. They're my like, not so sexy team to win because not a lot of people are going to be on Texas tech. I feel like if you're not listening to this podcast, you don't really know much about Texas tech and how good of a team they actually are. Yeah. You just saw they lost to West Virginia. You're like, Oh, feed Texas tech, but in all actuality, that's actually a good loss for Texas tech there. So Duke's too good of a team. UVA is too good of a team. Texas Tech's too good of a team and UK is a good team. But by the fact though, in that part of the bracket, I don't really see anybody else. there giving them a run for their money besides for they,
0: they play, they might play Seton hall. Seton Seton hall, hall be the only one, but um, that would actually be a revenge game. Cause Seton hall beat them earlier this year. So I see Kentucky probably running through them. Yeah. So I think we're both going with the same final four. Dude, yep. it's a championship. Yeah. This is like, like I said, this is our first one. Um, I'll probably make, I'll probably have two brackets where, um, cause what I like to do is I'll have the, cause everyone's gonna be on Duke. There's probably gonna be 30% of people on ESPN are gonna pick Duke. So I'll probably have a contrarian pick. Then I don't know who that second champion's gonna be. Cause remember these brackets, the first round does matter, but when, especially bracket pools, you get one point for the round of 64, you get 32 for the champion. The champion means a lot more than those five, 12, upsets. Just remember that. Yeah. I-, I was
1: actually talking about that today in the house. Uh, That It's actually if you go chalk for an entire bracket, you might have a better chance of winning than somebody who picks like a decent amount of upsets in the first round. Because if those upsets don't happen, which most of the time they don't, (laughs) you're going to get more points for your later round
0: picks than you are for some 12 team beating a five seed team. What happens is the committee basically they won't say this, but what they want, they want a few upsets early. They will lose on Saturday or Sunday. They, they won't get to the second weekend. Second weekend comes. Now you're going to have chalk. You're going to have your ones, twos, and threes get into the finals. And then when they get to the finals, they want those storied matchups. They want the Duke Kentuckys, the Duke Carolina, the Virginia, Virginia. They want those storied matchups. They'll get the views.
1: Yeah, that, that's what basically the committee goes for. And that is kind of segueing into a couple of the misseeded teams that we think are there because the committee places them. At a pick where they think an upset can occur, I know I have Louisville at seven is way too low, and that kind of happens because the ACC is just a tough conference all around. So a lot of the ACC teams in the tournament are actually misseeded too low because they have to run through teams like Duke, like UNC, Cuse, Louisville, like all those teams are tough teams and they're tough to beat night in night out, and. When it comes to the tournament, if you're only having to play one game and you're not playing against a great team as a seven seed, you should be able to like win your games there. And I think that's why Louisville is actually a seeded team. And Houston at three, I believe is way too high with the conference they play in. Who the hell do they play in their conference? What, what, what good teams? Uh, Cincinnati, who they lost to today by 13. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Cincinnati, who is Cincinnati is what a 10 seed? yeah the Bearcats they are a, a seven seed seven seed yeah yeah Cincinnati is a seven seed and Houston's a three seed Cincinnati just killed Houston today so what what's that say <laughs> and then I said it earlier Ohio State I don't even think should be in the tournament and that's not just me being a Penn State fan that's Ohio State not being a good team Then my pick of the week I said it already Iowa State minus six and a half against Ohio State that will pay out. I can guarantee it now that's going to pay out. Kansas is too high at a four and Auburn's too low at a five. If they would switch, I'd be all right with that. Kansas at the five, Auburn at the four, because they are in the same portion of the bracket. I, Kansas at four, I do not like. Kansas hasn't been a great team all year. And Auburn's been hot out of late. And they're only a five. They should easily beat New Mexico. They should easily beat
0: Kansas they just- or New
1: Mexico State.
0: They just won the damn sec, the sec. They, they say how hard this is and you give them a five seed. That's disrespect, man. Yeah. I mean,
1: they're not going to outseed North Carolina for a one. They're not going to outseed Kentucky. They honestly should be a three. You, You can even put them. You can go Auburn at three Houston at four, maybe. And then Kansas at five, even Iowa state at five and then Houston and Kansas somewhere with four and six. That, that portion of the bracket, the Midwest, is completely misseeded. I think there's just so many hot teams coming into it that are seeded way too low. And then teams that are like, oh, yeah,
0: Kansas, they're good every year, but they're not good this year. So they give them a four. So minor, uh, I agree with all of those. The only ones I'd add are uh, Seton Hall. Seton Hall's a 10 seed. They should be higher. They should have beat uh, Nova in the Big East Championship Seton Hall, I I like Seton Hall. I think they beat, they're playing Wofford, Wofford, however however the hell you you say it. Wofford. (laughs) Their dumbass name. Yeah, they're good. Seton Hall, they should be higher. Oregon should also be higher. Oregon got hot late, and I understand you're going to say resume, 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 what they lost early, but the way they're playing lately, I I would like them around the nine line. Yeah, 12 line, I think, is too low. That's why I'm picking them as my upset for the 512. Uh, Baylor, Baylor is actually on the nine line. If Baylor and Oregon switched, I'd be fine with that. With Seton Hall, Wofford should be lower. They should not be a seventh. They didn't play anyone this year. They lost. Okay, they lost to Carolina in the first game of the year by eight points. Oh my god! Wow, they're so good. <laughs> they should be around ten. And then you talked about Kansas. They are way too high. Should lower them. Like, I don't even see how you can say Kansas is a four seed team. I
1: really don't like that actually makes me mad. I know they just got killed yesterday too. Like they didn't even put up a fight. No, Kansas is not a good team. And I think they're just getting put in a four seed because
0: of their history.
1: When in all reality, Kansas is not a good team this
0: year. And since her and since you gave out a pick of the week, I'm going to give out, I'm going to go baller with this one. I'm going to give out 2 gimme um, UC Irvine plus five and a half against K-State. And give me St. Mary's at plus six. It looks like get them at right now. I think it goes up, but I will take those bets right now. I think they both cover those.
1: Yeah, and then second round, my pick and Everly's pick was both Washington. We'll talk about more of that more of that in the next episode. But Washington, if they're
0: sitting at a plus ten, if is that what you said they're projected plus ten? It, it might be higher, but um, I, I put I would put it around ten. That, that I
1: think that's our lock for the second round too. If that's the way it seeds out.
0: Okay. Just a reminder, Herndon's pick of the week would be Iowa state minus six and a half and mine are UC Irvine plus five and a half and St. Mary's plus six. Herndon, do you have anything to add? Just a reminder that uh,
1: our recording schedule switching. So stay tuned to Twitter to make sure you get all your updates. But other than that, Thanks for tuning in, Bookies. We'll be back Wednesday breaking down Thursday's card and then be back Thursday breaking down Friday's card. Don't worry, they'll be in early in the morning so you have everything you need for your March Madness brackets. This is March. It's the greatest time of the year. Thanks again for listening, everyone. See you back here again Wednesday. Cheers.